Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Julie Fouch, who is a businesswoman and coach to female coaches, teachers and healers who are frustrated with traditional formulas and want to know how to build six-figure businesses that honour their female essence. Hi, Julie. Lovely to have you on the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you. Amazing. So let's jump right into the questions and start off with a quick introduction. Perhaps you could tell me a little bit about yourself and maybe give me an answer to the main question of the podcast, which is how do you do it and why should I care? That is such a great question. So I would start by saying that I was raised in this family where my brothers were taught how to get along in the world. And according to my dad, he raised his girls to be taken care of in the world. So even though we live in modern times, I was raised with this very 1950s, and I'm not that old, but I was raised with this very 1950s kind of attitude, which led me to marrying my high school sweetheart and spending 20 years in an abusive relationship. And I I was in that relationship. I stayed in that relationship because I truly believed that I didn't have, excuse me, I didn't have what it took to take care of my kids and to make enough money to support my family if I left the relationship. And I thought that if that happened, he would find a way to take my kids away from me. Mm -hmm. And then I really wouldn't be able to protect them. And so I stayed. And when I finally left the relationship and discovered that not only could I take care of myself and make money, I could create this fabulous life for myself. And it became a driving force for me to show other women how they too could make their own lives, you Mm. know, and a huge part of that is money. Mm. You know, women with money have choice. Women with money support causes they believe in. Women with money are are going to save the world because if I'm a mom and I've got a bunch of kids and I'm working three jobs just to put a roof over their head and put food in their bellies, then I don't have anything left to solve the problems that exist in the world today. And so I just became really adamant about women having a lot of money. And (laughs) the best way I can see to do that is by helping women create really successful businesses. Uh, Yeah. And I see that this seems to be a big inspiration, your own life experiences to kind of uh, what drove you to join this industry. So in light of that, you know, you mentioned that you were in an abusive relationship, kind of how did you gather the courage to forge a new path for yourself? I actually went through this experience. I was I was working with a network marketing company and I had a bunch of people coming to my house one night and my, my then husband was going to be there. And I found myself thinking, "Uh Oh, who am I going to be when they get here? Mm. And literally that thought that I was being two different people floored me. I sat on the floor, I cried Mm. and I started to look for someone to help me. And I met a really powerful um, psychic 
And um, she just got me started on this healing path. And when I was deep in meditation one day, I was told, um, you can stay in the marriage. That's fine. That's your choice. You can stay and you will die or you can leave. And my soul knew that that was the truth, that if I stayed any longer, that I was spiritually going to be dead and probably physically die shortly thereafter. And I just made the choice to leave. It was really difficult. Um, He had moved us 1400 miles away from my family to live two blocks from his family. Mm. Right. So I was away from my family. The only support system I had, I lost because I lost his family. Um, I lost our church that we belonged to at that time because his mother was a leader there. It was really, really hard. Mm. And it was the only choice left for me. And it took me a long time. I, I spent, I, I went to different teachers. I went to different personal development programs. Um, I really worked on myself and I knew that I needed to do the work on myself or I was going to attract another relationship exactly like the one I had before. Hmm. And I wasn't going to do that. I had already spent 20 years of my life unhappy. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you kind of had that realization and you were brave enough to walk away from it. So aside from the meditation, which obviously helped you a lot, what would you say professionally were the best resources to kind of help you in your journey and starting your business? So um, this is, (laughs) this is one of those that's kind of weird because I am a coach to help women. And I would say having a coach or a mentor has been the biggest benefit. Having someone outside of me look inside and say, hey, here's where maybe there's something you want to work on. Hey, here's a place that you can expand. Hey, did you see how great you were at that? Yeah. That in. So having a mentor, a coach, somebody outside to help me um, inward. And that's probably the biggest thing for me. Um, I started, I went and got the training. And uh, committed to a pretty rigorous coach training program. And I've been at this for 17 or 18 years now. And I continue to add to my, what I know by taking more trainings, by um, masterminding with people who are at the level I'm at, um, by, you know, hiring mentors, hiring coaches. And I continue continue on that path. Mm. So I see that that's kind of been very helpful to you having your own coach in sort of aiding you to be a good coach, which is very funny. But um, I'm wondering from, you know, the people that you've spoken to before you joined this industry, were there any lessons that you wish you would have known? You know, I, I really love that question because if I had known certain things before I started, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, it's like if I had known that my Mm -hmm. ex-husband was going to be abusive and then I chose not to marry him, I wouldn't have the family I have. And so when I look at 
is there anything I wish I knew before I started? The only thing I can say is that um, I wish I knew how wonderful it would be at this point in my business Mm -hmm. and how many of the dreams and the visions that I've had uh, have come true. And even that, I mean, there was a part of me that knew, but there was a part of me that had to, to struggle in order to learn and grow. There was a part of me that had to go through, am I making this up or is it real? Mm-hmm. And in that, am I making it up or is it real? I got to decide, was it really important to me? Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example of that. When I started my business, um, I really thought I wanted to someday own a retreat house. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, mean, I thought that would be so cool. And several years ago, I started uh, doing retreats and traveling with my clients. Yeah. And so we've been... <laughs> We've been to Kauai, we've been to Maui, we've been to New Orleans, we've been to Salem, um, we've been oh, we've been a couple times to Mexico, different places in Mexico. Yeah. And what I realized in doing that is if I had owned, oh, we've been to Yosemite a couple times too. Oh, Yosemite is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, we lived, uh, we lived right outside of Yosemite for about five years. So That's that was amazing. a good thing. People were yeah. going to go there. Yeah. But what I realized about that was every time I took them someplace, I was taking them to places that I had never been. Mm. And that's how it is when you're in business. Yeah. If you're growing, you're always going to a new place in your business that you've never been. And it grew a muscle, not only for me, but for my clients in getting there, figuring it out, making it the best. Yeah. And then going to the next place. And at this point, I realized that that dream of wanting a retreat house, it's out the window. I want to go four or five places, different places in the world every year and take my clients with me. And that's much more exciting. Yeah. And you don't want to kind of be tied down to one place. So I like you kept your options open. Yes. And And it was, you know, it was realizing the old dream was not what I really wanted and going to the deeper dream of what I really did want. Mm. Well, that's great. You also kind of discovered that while you were kind of traveling with your clients and you realized what you wanted as well out of that. But following on from that, um, obviously you went into coaching, you know, you didn't have much experience from before. So in your career, what would you say was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Hmm. That is such a good question. Um, because failures are always that opportunity to grow. Mm. So let me think about, um, I think there've been times, uh, okay, I'll tell you this one. I got it. Um, (laughs) I put together an online program and it's this really beautiful program. And I worked with a course designer And it's really, really good. And I launched it and I was like, we're going to sell 200 of these the first time out. Yeah. And I think we sold like 20 or 25. Uh, And I was like, huh, well, that didn't work. Yeah. What's that about? And what I realized was that the way I work is I am very intimate with my clients. 
I know their business inside and out. I dream about my clients. Yeah. I um, am constantly going into the spirit realm with my clients and doing deep healing that allows them to then take the actions for their own success. Mm -hmm. And in an online program at a low price point, I didn't have the opportunity to do that with people. Yeah. And so what I learned was, oh, here's how I'm meant to operate. I am not meant to serve 200 people at one time. Yeah. That is what the industry says you should be doing. Mm -hmm. That's somebody else's definition of what success looks like. And when I focus on what I do, Mm -hmm. I make just as much money serving a few clients, but serving them deeply and helping them progress hugely than I ever could with a small online product. Mm -hmm. Now the product's still there. My clients, excuse me, I have this little allergy thing going on in my throat. Oh, no worries. No worries. I apologize for that. Um, And I forgot where I was going. No worries, but you were mentioning you had this client. Um... Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no oh, worries. We were talking about the small program. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, and so that has now become for me a bonus that I give my clients mm. so that, you know, if they say, well, how do I do this, for instance, and it's yeah. something that's in the program, I can say, oh, go to the second lesson, mm-hmm. listen to the second lesson, do the homework, bring it back to me and we can dig deeper. And so I'm not sitting there telling my clients, this is how you do a sales call, right? Yeah. They've already figured out how to do a sales call by listening to the, the lesson plan. And then I can go inside and say, now let's look at, is there anything stopping you internally from actually being successful with what you've just learned. Yeah. Is there anything in your family history that there's a belief maybe that's been passed down that you're not even aware of that we need to clear out? Are there any past life vows or contracts that would keep you from being successful that would sabotage you, even though you've got all the knowledge now? And that's the more valuable, uh, that's the equally valuable thing. Like you can know the how-tos, but if you've got something inside you saying, you know, don't be successful because successful women get burned at the stake, (laughs) visibility is bad, you'll get burned at the stake, then you're going to sabotage it every time. Yeah. And just going back to the point that you made earlier, it's so important to kind of realize your own successes and not sort of compare them against other people or what other people want as well. And I think as, you know, a businesswoman as an, and as an entrepreneur, it's very hard to kind of get caught up in that as well. Mm. And the messages that yeah. are out there, um, you know, it's so big. Yeah. I did, I did my coaches training with a guy And I remember three or four years ago, and I went to one of his events. Now, we were in the same room doing training at the same time, right? We started in an equal place. And I sat in this room, and he had like six or 700 people in the room. 
Wow. And I thought, what's wrong with me? Right. Um, And I really had to do some work on getting over that competition and comparison and Mm -hmm. realize that he doesn't have intimate conversations with any of those people. When he signs up 200 people in a program, he pops in three times during the year to give a little lesson and then he's gone. And yeah. that what he did is built a business. Mm. What I want to do is coach people. And it's a completely different model. And then I later learned some of the behind the scenes things of how he operates and it's fine for him, but there was no way I was going to operate that way. And it's nothing not ethical or anything like that. It's just like, I, I don't want to live my life in the same way. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And no, so, yeah, sorry, I, carry on, carry on. yeah. So, so the big lesson is really know what you want, you know, mm-hmm. know how you want to live your life and create your business out of that. And money doesn't care. Money's going to come to you if you are open to it. Exactly. So, you can build your six or seven figure business um, from your home office, or you can go out and rent a big building and bring in, you know, 15 employees. If it's right for you, then money's going to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself because it's very evident, you know, people who really enjoy the work that they're doing and are really passionate about it, they don't really care about the money. And so it's very evident that, you know, they're dedicated to the work. And yes, you're right, the money will come. And I care about the money. I have to I have to tell you, I do care a lot about the money. And that's obviously nothing to be ashamed about. I think women don't speak enough about, you know, wanting to be passionate about doing work for the money as well. Yes, I think it's a combination of are you doing your soul work mm. and have you opened yourself up to receive? And the amount of money that we can receive is determined by how much we can hold. Like yeah. how open are we? And where does it get scary? Exactly. You know, I had a client the other day, really funny. We were talking and she's like, I'm okay, you know, with this amount. Oh, like, you know, I'm okay with a billion dollars, but it gets really scary when we start talking about like $10 billion. Mm. <laughs> and it was like, that's great that you know that's your limit. Now, where can we clear that so that you can create more? Mm. Um, and I, I just found that really funny because most women I talk to, are, especially in the beginning, when I first start working with them, they're like, Oh, I don't need much, you know, maybe 60,000. And I'm like, oh God, get rid of what you need. Money wants you to be abundant. Mm. Let go of this. I don't need much. Because if you don't need much, the universe is not going to send you much. Exactly. Well, that's that's such great advice. Um, And then following on from that, what is one common myth about your profession or field that you would like to debunk right here or right now? Um, I think that this is really funny. I think the myth would be that the coaching industry is kind of a joke, mm. right? It's for Hollywood stars that just don't have anything else to spend their money on. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching is, especially if you find somebody who has really has some training and some experience, um, coaching 
has the potential to change your life radically for the better. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you are willing to do the work, it's not, you can't hire a coach and just have the coach show up and the work happen. You have to be willing to do the work yourself as well. Yeah. And my experience and my life over the last 20 years um, has really proved that to be true. Wow. I think that's, yeah, a myth that it's it's very common, I would say, and I'm glad you debunked that because the work that you do is honestly so empowering to women. And I'd, I'd love for everyone to know that you're literally enabling women to be their best selves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But not, not their best selves as defined by society, mm. but the women that they were born to be mm. and the, uh, there's so much magic in the feminine. There's so much power in the feminine that we have only just begun to explore. And yeah. I believe in this work, when women are doing the work that they came here to do, when they are abundantly supported financially by, you know, money coming into them, I believe that's how we heal the planet. And yeah. yes, it's important for us all to stop using plastic water bottles, but I think <laughs> it goes deeper than that yeah and um sort of pivoting our conversation actually to more about you what have you read or listened to recently that's really inspired you I'm reading a book right now oh my gosh I'm not going to be able to tell you the name um it's a book about witches and the history of witches oh wow fascinating because um you know in ancient times the witches were healers Mm-hmm. They were midwives. They were actually really well respected, and the patriarchy um, came in and wanted that power that had been given to the witches. Yeah, and so it's this really interesting study of how witches then got painted into the Halloween version that we see out there. Yeah. So um, I'm reading that, and then I'm also reading Braiding Sweetgrass which is um, a Native American woman talking about the rituals and um, the plants in her tribe's traditions. And that, that's a beautiful book. Wow. Well, definitely both of them sound like great reads and very interesting and very different from what we've had on the show so far. So I'm glad you brought those both up. <laughs> um, uh, following on from that, um, in your life, thinking back, who, who are three people who have been the most influential to you? Uh, well, I think that first was that first um, sort of mentor, the woman who helped me navigate my way out of the marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Her name was Loretta. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a Reiki master and a psychic and um, really helped me reopen my gifts up or at least open the door for me to open my gifts up. Um, And then I've had a couple of really great mentors. Um, I only get to name three. Let's see. (laughs) Kat Wilford was uh, my teacher in my my coach certification. So that was really fundamental. And then I'd have to say Kendra Thornberry, who um, really created space for me to explore my own wisdom to explore stepping into the wise woman role because I'm at that age now and to really explore my relationship with money and open myself so that 
more money would come through me. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm sure your life is filled with so many amazing people. Thank you for naming three of them. Sorry, I had to limit it. (laughs) (laughs) I could have gone on and on and on. (laughs) Um, And then finally, to sort of wrap up our conversation, what is one piece of advice you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? Trust. Trust yourself. Trust Mm -hmm. you know. You, You actually do know. Even when all the voices around you are telling you you're crazy, you know. Well, trust your gut. I think that's very, yeah, a very sound advice. But thank you, Judy, for taking the time to speak with me today. It's absolutely lovely to hear your story. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right, then take care. Bye for now.